Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast. Hey everyone, how's it going today? David and I are here and we are going to share with you guys how to invest when we have a recession possibly coming. Um, is it Has it been identified that we're in a recession, David? I mean, I don't know. You would know this better than I would. Um, there's some technical, um, metrics that need to be met, uh, for a recession. There needs, I think it's two, two consecutive quarters of, um, of negative GDP growth. So, uh, that's, I think the technical definition, but then what was happening when that did happen? If you remember, there was a lot of talk about, Hey, are we in a recession? Or are we not? Uh, there's a lot of analysts who said, well, we're not really in a recession, even though technically by that definition we are, but we're still having job growth. Um, the the job market uh, and the employment sector, all that was still very, very robust and strong and growing. And there were some other aspects of the economy that were really growing, even though it did meet the technical definition. So there's a lot of speculation about whether or not that's, that's the case. There is a lot of discussion now. We're recording here, you know, in June, and uh, there is a lot of uh, discussion now that that we will be in a real recession. Whether it meets the technical def, it'll meet the technical definition on all fronts um, here in the coming months. So we'll see what happens. You and I have a bet going on about what the Fed is going to do next week as see, far I'm as right. their funds, right? You did have some uh, headwinds, or excuse me, some uh, some tailwinds uh, happen over the last week with the job report coming out that showed that things were really robust. So it did increase the chances of the Fed increasing rates, but I'm still holding strong. I think they're going to pause coming up in the June meeting, and then they may increase again in the future in July, but I think they're going to pause. So. Yeah. You know, I had someone tell me yesterday that we are going to have another Great Depression. And I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on here. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it'll be. I don't think, uh, I hope I, you know, not. there could be something dramatic that, that goes down uh, that's, you know, underlying all of this. Well, that It's like how many clients, I mean, David and I are brokers here in Utah, and we've came across a few clients who um, got mortgages at at the peak like i think those those people have a real risk of losing their house if if they don't increase their income keep the house sell it um find find roommates like those i think that's the most danger right is everyone who bought houses then who probably well, I guess the the risk only is if you lose employment, right? Or if your income de decreases because if you bought a home with or if uh, you were the, counting on a short on a on like short-term rentals or like if you were counting yeah. on a certain type of income for the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean generally speaking, we've talked about this on the show so many times in the past, but the way to navigate so I, I was a real estate broker in 2007, 8, 9, 10. So all the way through the, the previous recession. Uh, I saw a lot of people with a lot of stress. In fact, during that time, I specialized in foreclosure prevention and short sales. So I helped a ton of people um, out of very difficult situations. Um, 
most of those were homeowners who had some sort of job loss. They went through a divorce. They had some sort of medical issue. They were traditional, regular homeowners. But I also did work with a lot of investors who had made some poor decisions leading up to the recession. The market was going crazy. A lot of people were buying on speculation instead of found and in, uh, sound investing principles. So we've talked about this in the past, but the way to invest in a coming recession is number one, get ready for opportunity because in a recession, in a recession, there is going to be opportunity. So be ready to, to take advantage of the opportunity, but two, go in with the, with the three main criteria of buying a property that has cash flow, securing long-term fixed rate debt, and having adequate reserves. If you do those three things, you're going to be able to navigate a recession, even as an investor, because it doesn't matter what the value of your property is today, if it's cash flow positive and you can pay the debt service. If you can pay the, the mortgage th with your rents, there's no issues because you just hold on to that property and three to five years later, it's going to be at a great place where mm -hmm. you're happy with that investment. So, um, I'll stop there. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. I would say, um, fixed rate debt for people who are buying, um, four units or less conventional mortgages. It's very easy, right? You have a 30 year locked interest rate, even though it's a high interest rate right now. Um, it doesn't matter. Just lock it in and then you can refinance down the line. If, if interest rates do reverse people buying commercial property, um, that's kind of unheard of. Like you don't really have 30 year long-term uh, fixed rates. So get, you get 30 year long-term, but it's gen generally terms five year of arms. Yeah, five yeah. year, seven year, 10 year. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, so it, five it year arms. Up. So just make sure that when you're, when you're buying those, um, that you're locking at a good time, I guess. Like, I don't know. And it's hard to predict five years from now, but just know that that five-year arm is going to be up. And I have seen a lot of people lose their commercial investments because um, they took out, they refinanced too much debt out of the property to buy more property. But then when that five year ended, their interest rate went up and they couldn't pay for it anymore. So um, just keep that in mind. If you do have a commercial property and you're on a five year arm, um, don't, I would suggest don't go over like 65% of your LTV because we don't know what's going to happen, right? With interest rates. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think there's a there's a few different strategies, and it in the commercial world it gets a little bit. The financing is a, a lot more nuanced than it is in the residential space. So if you're a newer investor, that's one of the reasons why we always encourage clients and listeners to start out in the the one to four unit rental space if you're just starting out because there are a lot of nuances when you get into the commercial space. One thing to keep in mind if you are buying commercial property. Uh, if it's on a shorter term, then you definitely should be buying, uh, or if it's floating rate debt, which a lot of the debt over the last three years has been floating rate because it's been better than long-term Fannie Mae 
uh, Freddie Mac fixed rate debt, right? Like we have a fixed rate, a, a 10 year fixed rate loan on one of our, um, one of our apartment buildings. But uh, had we wanted to sell that property earlier than what we had anticipated, let's say we wanted to sell it in two years, we would have a really hard time selling that property because there's massive prepayment penalties on that type of loan. Whereas with floating rate debt, you don't have those prepayment penalties, um, but you do have interest rate risk. So one of the ways to mitigate that risk is by buying a rate cap. So you can get floating, floating rate debt, but then you can put a cap, you can buy a cap that keeps it from going too high or too low. Well, in, in our case, too high, right? In the lender's case, too low. So you can buy that cap and then that does offer some protection during the term of the loan. But I guess that's getting into a little bit of the weeds on the commercial side. I think I'd just go back to reiterating, like, look, the best time to invest, in my opinion, can be during a recession, right? Because there's opportunities. When the market's going haywire and, and everybody's buying and the market is really just ramping up, well... Yeah, there's some challenges in that type of market too. And there's not as many opportunities to buy at a great price at potentially discounted prices. So I think buying today is don't worry necessarily about the interest rate as high as they are today. And they'll probably be high during the recession. They'll start to lower them as we fall into a recession. They'll they'll lower them to try to spur the economy, economy up a little bit. But getting fixed rate debt, buying a property that cash flows and having adequate reserves. Awesome. Um, and then I did have a question for you, David. What do you think is like a good um, return percentage? So so if I'm buying a property in a recession, um, what should my DSCR be like? Well, your debt service coverage ratio, DSCR, um, typically is going to be mandated by your lender. And so in in, you know, generally speaking, most lenders want to see a debt service coverage ratio, meaning that your cash flow, your net operating income uh, exceeds your debt service payment by at least 1.25, so 125% of your loan payment. So you've got to have enough uh, income to be able to cover that uh, debt service payment. 125%. So that's really what lenders are looking at. Typically, it can go up in more volatile mar markets, and then it can go down in really robust markets. So you saw some debt service um, over the last handful of years, the DSCRs dropped down to like 1.1. Um, you know, but typically, lenders are going to want to see 1.25. And what would you think? Like, what do you think if you're buying a property in a recession? What would you shoot for? Um, I think 1.25 is very safe. I think that's a, a reasonable place to be. It's very hard to find that. Uh, I mean, it just requires more down payment, right? Because mm -hmm. that that's really what's going to dictate. So if you have, uh, if you're trying to meet a 1.25 debt service coverage ratio, um, it just may mean that you have to bring more to the table. Yeah. And then it's yeah. going to, it's going to get you to that 1.25. Yeah. Or raise rents. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. I don't think you want to count on that. I think you want to plan uh, yeah, no, on, was, you know, going, yeah, going into the property based upon what what true market rents are today, and if there's some upside, that's fantastic. That gives you a little bit of uh, 
um, safety as well, a margin of safety. Um, and then ultimately it's just taking on a conservative amount of debt. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you have, to, you're going to have to put more money down in this type of market, just because debt is a lot harder to come by interest rates are higher. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Any, anything to add? I think the only other thing that I would add is try to diversify a little bit. Um, try not to put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, I had a lot of, uh, of friends and investors and landowners. Actually, this is a good example. I had um, some colleagues of mine that were heavy, heavy into land, and they absolutely crushed it leading up into the 08, 09 recession. They were just flipping land and making enormous amounts of money. They would buy raw land, they would entitle it, and then they would sell it off. Well, as soon as the recession hit, all of a sudden, they were stuck with all this land that no builders wanted to pick up from them. And as you know, land doesn't produce income. So they were sitting there with all this land and ultimately went bankrupt and uh, had real, real rough time for about five to 10 years thereafter trying to recover from that. So I would say diversify and try to manage your risk a little bit by investing smaller amounts in multiple different properties, multiple strategies, and, and ideally multiple geographic locations. Yep, I agree. And again, that's something we talk about all the time on on this podcast. So hopefully you guys learned a lot and it helps you a little bit in um, worrying about what may be coming. We also don't know that that's going to happen. Like, right? We also, we're not sure. Like if you, people could just sit around and wait to buy a property and then two years from now, then it have, like it could be, and it well, I had, cl- I had clients telling me that they didn't want to buy real estate four years ago because the prices were too high. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's like- it, we, we talk about this all the time about the concept of not worrying about timing the market, but time in the market. And if you're a newer investor, there's nothing more important than just having time in the market. As long as you're buying cash flowing property with a conservative amount of debt, and you have adequate reserves and you have long-term fixed rate mortgage and you have a five-year time horizon, like there's very little other assets that you can invest in that are going to be as safe as rental property in good markets. As long as you do that, man, just stay in the market and let it ride. Yeah. Awesome. That's it for today. For more daily investing tips and real estate secrets, don't forget to visit breakfreerealestate.com and make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.